1: Hello friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Today, as always, another powerful episode. And now, somewhere deep in the cyberspace of Minnesota is Micro DJ Rez. Oh. Hello, Dags.
2: Hello, amazing friends. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day for a podcast.
1: Micro DJ Rez has a powerful interview today. You're going to interview Dan Winnesota, author that wrote some jazz on Minnesota sports. So stick around. That interview will be coming up shortly. And before that, I DJ Rez. I wanted to talk a little bit about Black Adam, new movie coming out, starring The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. So we both watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. So apparently this movie was uh, Shazam came out. The Rock was going to play the villain, Black Adam, way back in 2014. But then the producer said, hey, let's make a ton of dough and <laughs> let's have his own film. It's got a kind of 300 vibe to me. It's got that sepia tones of filters I always talk about. Kind of show his quick origin story of right. him. Apparently he was a slave, enslaved. He died. Kind of show him fucking half dead, just being thrown into a, the abyss. Mm-hmm. Mentioning his kid was killed. His kid
2: took the death for him that's what happened
1: yes it was very biblical
2: i haven't seen any of the shazam movies but when i found out about black adam starring the rock i honestly you know it's dc so i didn't have any strong feeling towards it other than it probably is gonna suck because dc sucks and it's really dark and i hate super dark movies because that's what dc doesn't turn the lights on in any of their movies they (laughs) film everything in the dark (laughs) not just yeah not not mood wise it's just yeah. all their suits there's like no sun in, in the dc universe yes. like apparently um but but, but this that's, looks but very that's, bright
1: but that's the modern because if you go back to you liked superman in the right. 70s yep which was dc so you're saying it was the, dc the modern dc you don't like
2: the modern dc yeah it's I i could take it or leave it just mainly because if you if you watch it on in some 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 of the scenes in the theaters and definitely on your tv at home you don't have a good high def tv it's so dark you can't even see the characters on screen it's ridiculous but this looks very bright and lots of colors and lots of gold and lots of reds and it actually looks halfway decent maybe this will be the movie that uh saves dc who knows
1: but mike or dj res you should see movies in the movie theater not on your television. Oh,
2: absolutely. No, but when they come out on streaming after you have seen it in the theater, I'm going to watch it there too.
1: It looks like he's going to be an anti-hero. It does. So what, what I would rather have is just a pure villain because we already have the hero, Shazam. So I don't like how they have to change everything into anti-heroes like Venom, originally Spider-Man's super villain, but then it becomes more of an anti-hero. And I get the vibe, you know, like Punisher. I get that, but I kind of like pure villains like the green goblin. And I think that's what makes superheroes cool is that contrast from the villain to the hero is a hero without a villain is pretty boring. Correct. We'll have to see what happens, but I, I want him to be, they kind of hint at it. They said, you know, the one dude Hawkman or whatever says, you know, you can't go around killing people. And he says, you know, I'm going to. Right. We'll see. But I, I wanted to, him to be a strict villain, but you know, I'm sure it'll be a, He'll be an anti-hero and then he'll, you know, he'll fight a little bit and then he'll get together and they'll all save the day. This is
2: my prediction based on what I've seen and based on the fact that he's like Shazam's opposite is that he'll be the villain in the beginning of Black Adam. And then you've got the Justice Society of America is going to need him to help. They're going to have to team up to defeat like the real villain of the Black Adam movie. And then afterwards, he's going to revert back to old, evil Black Adam again. And then he's, they're going to set up the, the Shazam Black Adam movies. And then he'll be, he'll be a supervillain again, is what I'm predicting.
1: He's going to join forces just to get the job done, and then go back to evil.
2: Correct. Yes.
1: What's weird is, you know, when they had the mummy, they had the Scorpion King, which was Rock. And then he yep. kind of spun off and... The rest is history. So, do you think it'll be the same with Shazam?
2: No, I well, I I hope I hope they make. Let's see Dwayne the Rock Johnson as an evil supervillain, like pure bad guy. I kind of want to see what that what that'll look like because he's always the good guy in his movies. So I'm hoping they because they took the Scorpion King and you know they took that character and they were like oh this big mean pharaoh type guy who killed you know got his his whole army killed and then they come out with the scorpion king movie and they make him look like a hero you know because they didn't want to make him look evil so i'm hoping they let's let's make him evil let's see what evil dwayne the rock johnson looks like because when he was wrestling he played the heel really well and he kind of became the anti the anti-hero in wrestling you know he was kind of an ass but he was still a face in wrestling and I think that's uh, I think that's what people like about him is that you know he calls people names and jabroni and tells them to kiss his ass and all that stuff and I think that kind of smart ale- aleck-y attitude is what people like about him so let's make him evil and see what happens
1: so I wonder about you know how the boys TV series is blowing up and that's so popular mm-hmm. so, so you wonder if they'll take this and go real hardcore versus shazam which is basically like a kid's movie is like big or something
2: yeah there's a balance that they have to uh more tightrope or something probably more of a tightrope that they have to walk to kind of especially with shazam because it was marketed towards more like the kids but now you're introducing black adam and he's the the bad guy and everyone wants to be edgy so it's kind of like the whole uh Deadpool thing you know it was the first rated R superhero movie and he plays the character the way it was written and what are you going to do now you're going to put him in a PG-13 Marvel movie I don't think that's going to work you know you'll have to tone it down quite a bit so I don't know we'll see I just I hope that I honestly hope it does well because it looks like it's actually going to be semi-good based on the trailer
1: it's it's difficult to tell on trailers what, sure. what's going to happen because you know they have a they have a different company usually put it all together. And, and it's, you know, they, it's the thing, you know, you've seen the ones where they make a, they take like a the movie, The Shining, and they turn it into a romantic comedy. Just play right. like <laughs> Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So you can basically turn anything into whatever you want. Yep. I always go back to the trailer for 300. I always thought that looked so cheesy, so stupid. And then when I actually watched the movie, I totally got into it.
2: You were the one shouting, This is Sparta on the way out, weren't you? Yeah. You had your shirt off. I I knew it.
1: I was kicking people. There was a lot of (laughs) kicking.
2: (laughs) Had your loincloth on. Yeah.
1: But I I think it's time for Rock to make a movie where he's always kind of the rock, you know, always smiling and, you know, it's tongue in cheek. But he's this big, powerful guy. So I hope this Black Adam showcases, like you said in wrestling, you know, he had that charisma. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this is he gets back to the rock and not Dwayne Johnson and it it just takes his character and elevates it because Shazam was corny and I get where they're going with it but I hope Black Adam turns darker but it's still great movie we'll see
2: yeah we will see and uh we'll see what happens without Kevin Hart (laughs) it's probably like the first movie in 10 years He's been in without Kevin Hart.
1: So. Yeah. And I hope, I hope there's not comedy in this movie. Because, <laughs> you know, because lately, all they've been doing is turning it. That's what it, what's happening with Marvel. Marvel is just going downhill because everything's a joke. You know, Thor, they make him fat, love and thunder. They, they take the Hulk and make him weak. Everything's comedy now. Everything's a joke. So I think if they took this Black Adam and made it hardcore, but not too hardcore, I think it could be a great movie. Yeah, I'm
2: with you. I'm I'm hoping this one actually does good because one, I like The Rock, and two, I DC is due for a good movie, so they can't all be shit.
1: No, <laughs> they they have great characters. I think they like the Joker. I like the Joker movie. What would you think of that?
2: Oh, I love the Joker movie. Yeah, it was one of the best ones I've ever seen.
1: So the potential is there. I mean, it's it's just like you know, and and I think the problem is that people are. They're saturated with comic book movies, with superhero movies. Mm-hmm. So if they don't do something to change it, it's not going to work anymore. Like Marvel, Marvel's bleeding right now, and I, I get it. They got so much money and everything; it doesn't matter. There's always going to be that base, but creatively, it's they're done. So they got to do something to start over again. And DC has yet their animated films are fantastic.
2: Maybe they really need to get some of their the writers from their animated series and. Say, hey, we got this movie idea. Have at it. Let's see what happens.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now, Mike or DJ Rez, I was driving to the gym today. Just a beautiful day. And I was putting on some cool retro. And you know how YouTube picks songs that you think you'll dig? Right. So Lisa Stansfield came up all around the world. You know, it's not a song I would normally listen to. But that is a groove. And that (laughs) woman can sing. That is soul. The beats are great. That is just a smooth song. What did you think of it?
2: I like it. I really, I forgot all about it. So you sent it to me and I was like, what the heck is this? And then I played it. And I was like, I, I flipping know this song. And I like this song, especially the ooh la la, la part. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I forgot all about it. And I was surprised. I was like, wait a minute. This isn't really, this isn't 1984. The song came out in 89 and it's not synth wave so i was like wow something happened to daggs either got hit in the head or oh, just, he fell in love
1: just easy yeah it's a great it's a powerfully <laughs> romantic song isn't it even though it's about losing love
2: right and i mean speaking of like sexiness and stuff i mean she redid a version in 1992 with barry white i mean yes yeah, so de-
1: yeah definitely a barry white influenced song Right. Do you remember the song Sadness Part 1 by Enigma?
2: Yes, the sad. Yeah, yes, when exactly. I do remember that one. Yep. So the
1: beat, listen to the beat. It would be a perfect segue beat mix. But I need you guys Ooh. to listen. Enigma Sadness Part 1. So I was known for my powerful mixtapes, DJ Diggs, and that is a powerful mix. That's my pro tip. Mix those two songs. But it's time for sexy time. Trust me. <laughs>
2: You know what? I'm going to try mixing those songs together. We'll see what happens. We'll see if Mrs. Micah Rez Uh-oh. finds out. See if she likes it. Otherwise, it's gonna, otherwise, I'm blaming you.
1: Uh-oh. Micah, like DJ we'll Rez say. is going to be a brand new daddy. <laughs> no, Oh, trust, man. I hope not. <laughs> no, trust me. Trust me. Play those two songs together. Tell me the beat's not the same.
2: Yeah, I'm going to, you know, it's funny because do you still find, you know, with, from your old DJ days when you listen to a song, a song, you're like, oh, crap, that sounds just like this song. It, it would mix perfectly. Yes. And then, and then it doesn't. But I'm going to see if I can mix these two.
1: I'll give so, you another. You want another two? Sure. Ride the White Horse by Laid Back okay. and Erotic City Prince. Ooh. I'll go far enough to say that Prince ripped off the beat from Laidback. Really? Yes.
2: I'll have to check that out. Yes. Did you only bring up Prince to pander to our audience? I did.
1: You see how I did that? Yep. You know another reason why I did that? Why is that? Powerful segue. Powerful Minnesota segue. We are going to get into Mike DJ Rez's powerful interview about Minnesota sports with Dan Winnesota.
2: We talked about this before we started recording. I found an old Mike Rez radio t-shirt that's brand new, still smells like the vinegar they put in the ink. Uh, Listen to the interview and then you got to get a hold of me on Twitter uh, at Mike Rez Radio and DM me the name of the hockey team that Dan Winnesoda wrote his book on. And the first person to do that will get this T-shirt.
0: And now please enjoy the following interview of Dan Winnesoda.
2: All right, Mike Rez Radio, Mike Rez, assistant manager of the amazing pop culture podcast is here i ditched dags for a little bit you son of a bitch snuck off to do an interview with dan winnesota he's a uh, local author here in minnesota uh sports uh not enthusiast but like sports historian is that is that fair to say
0: yeah, I don't. Know. I've, I've kind of thought about a word for like somebody who looks up like the bad things that happen, like a <laughs> dystorian or something. Like, yeah, uh, the harbinger of heartbreak maybe is. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, um, for people that don't know who you are, and, and you and I are just meeting for the first time, like in person today, but we've been following each other on Twitter for a little bit and and uh, participating in each other's tweets uh tell us uh, a little bit about yourself introduce yourself and and uh how did you get started in your your sports uh adventure
0: well i'm 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 a teacher i teach middle school science and i'm i'm just uh i'm a sports rube and uh um i really didn't plan any of this i'm kind of a reluctant author i never wanted to be one um this whole thing started for me um, um i watched the believe land documentary the espn 30 for 30 about believe land and they they have all these events in their history that they claim are that they're the most tortured and cleveland's completely tortured so don't don't get me <laughs> wrong they, they are but the events that they use to lay out their case minnesota has an equal event if not worse like for example they talk about the, the rocky Colavito trade and it's like we got the Herschel Walker trade. How do you argue bad trades with a Minnesota sports fan or, or like the day with that Ernest Byner dropped the ball on the goal line. That same day is the exact same day that, that uh, Darren Nelson dropped the ball in the 87 (laughs) NFC championship. You know, like I have a newspaper that have both articles like right on it. Um, And uh, one of the scenes that they use, they talk about um, these hero owners that came in and saved the Cleveland Cavaliers from, From um, the evil owner Ted Stepien, and that's the Gun Brothers, and they show a shot of the Gun Brothers with a North Stars flag behind it, and that's the one that really got me fired up because it's like those are the guys that tried to take the North Stars to San Jose. And that you're claiming they're your heroes, so I wrote I wrote this like rebuttal letter to the edit to the to the filmmaker Andy Billman, <laughs> and you know I never got a response. So one of my friends, you know, they kind of encouraged me. You should make like a joke mockumentary. So I made a you know so that's where the name Minnesota came from was believe Land, well, Minnesota. When is it going to be our turn? When you know, because our our last championship is over thirty years ago now. Right. Um, and Cleveland won in two thousand sixteen with the NBA championship. So now we're on the clock, literally. So I made this mockumentary, just kind of rebutting all their points. And we had a, <laughs> we had a, we had a like a showing in the garage. And you know, I made little tickets and had party favors with little cups that said Minnesota on them and everything. And and uh, one of my friends encouraged me, said, You know, I used to write in college a little bit, and he's, You need to start writing again. Create a blog and do something with this. And so I did that. And I started one of these. Uh, I started, I created a blog called the, uh, the Minnesota Sports Disappointment Calendar, um, just like a list of all the events, the bad things that happened in Minnesota sports history, and like when, what month, what day. And one Saturday morning or Sunday morning, I was listening to Dan Barrero, and he said, you know send us your worst minnesota sports memory i sent the list and he, he immediately replied back he's like oh my god this is holy cow right cuz i'd compiled it all and he's like i want to start using this so he called it the calendar calamity um, and started using it on a regular basis uh one sunday morning corzo had me on kfan to talk about the gopher's jug and and uh the michigan game michigan game the 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 blown lead in the fourth quarter and um, the next morning I got an offer from a book company and like the rest is history, I guess, wow. you know?
2: Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I just think one thing that started off as kind of like a joke, like you said, it was a mock totally. entry and now it's, uh, now you're, you're on the radio, you're writing books. Now you have two books out, one that just came out and that's a, a slap shot in time. Um, and that's about the the St. Saint Paul saints hockey team. Is that
0: correct? Yeah. The Minnesota fighting saints. Um, they were a hockey team um, in the WHA. The WHA was a like a, a a league formed to rival to to compete with the NHL for players, um, and kind of like the ABA did with the NBA. I mean, matter of fact, it was the same people that started the WHA, Gary Davidson and Don Regan. They started the ABA and forced a merger with the NBA and they had the same intentions with hockey. Um, And Minnesota was one of the first franchises and they existed for five seasons, three full ones and two where they folded twice and their farm (laughs) team, the Johnstown Jets um, was where most of those their younger players went, and a lot of the stories from that movie Slapshot. I mean, everything, almost everything you see in the movie Slapshot, really happened. It either happened to the Johnstown Jets or it happened to the Minnesota Fighting Saints. So their story, as I'm researching the Fighting Saints, I'm just going, man, these things really happened. This is crazy. These all these stories these guys lived through, and and their story has always been told as like an aside to the North stars. Like if you buy any hockey book or a Minnesota hockey book, they'll talk about the North stars. And then maybe they'll have one little paragraph or one little side chapter about the fighting saints. And I was like, these guys, this was a crazy story. They needed their own story. So I, I, I at the, when I started it, I didn't know if it was going to be a book or like another film kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it turned into a book and, and, and
2: yeah, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, no, you just had the, the release at Tom Reed's. And for those who don't know, Tom Reed is a, a former NHL player and North Star. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that came about and, and who showed up uh, to that event.
0: Well, for the first book, The History of Heartbreak, we didn't get to have a release party because it released in October of 2019. And then the pandemic hit. So we really didn't get to have one um and so this one i was like you know i really want to have a release party this would be fun and i'm you know one of the guys that uh, helped me with the book lefty kern he was the matter of fact he was the first player in the entire history of the wha to sign a contract he literally was the first player but he wrote the foreword and he i i have gotten to know him and he's just a blast he's so much fun he calls me like during the day when i'm teaching and tries to make me laugh and interrupt me during <laughs> the class. Um, but we've gotten to be really good friends and he came to the release party and Henry Boucher was there, a big, big Minnesota hockey legend, Henry Boucher, um, Carl Wetzel, one of the goalies for, he played for the North stars and the, uh, he played one game for the fighting saints, but his Jersey is like, there's a fighting saints Jersey in Tom Reed's, and, uh, um, they, his, his Jersey is the one hanging in in Tom Reed. So he came too. there was some team personnel there, John Gilbert from the Minnesota or Minneapolis uh, star tribune, who who pretty much most of my research came from John Gilbert's research, like reading all his articles. He showed, he came down from Duluth for it. Um, Dave Ferroni, who was the assistant PR guy during the time he came, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody, but like I had, you know, it was, it was just a blast. It was uh, watching Lefty tell stories to all my teacher friends and everybody else that was there. There was like a circle around Lefty, and you could just see the twinkle in his eyes. And I wish I would have gotten a photo of it because it was magical. He was holding court, and it was a really good time. It, it made my day. That's awesome.
2: Uh, now, you're, you mentioned your other book, The History of Heartbreak. You got like a hundred stories of Minnesota sports <laughs> heartbreak in there. How did you only? Well, there's stop there's at actually
0: <laughs> we actually have like 400. When I mean, <laughs> th- I think it's over 400 right now on the calendar. Oh, and my um, so my my I have some teacher friends at work that we get together at lunch, and we kind of narrowed it down. We were like, okay, we gave everyone a one, a two, or a three. Like if it was a uh, if it was a uh, a uh, uh, losing a championship, like the North Stars losing the cup to the penguins or the islanders right? right or um if it was losing an nf a uh, conference champion those were automatics um and then we we you know like the whizinator was it heartbreaking <laughs> or but it still kind of deserves to be in there though because it's a funny story so right. we kind of debated these over lunch over like two or three months and we all we ranked them and just kind of see where it fell out you know where it kind of shook out and yeah it's uh, uh, Nice to have my teacher friends help me out with that. <laughs> did they get a a writer's credit on there? Like they did. I put their <laughs> name in the in the. I think I put it in the right in the beginning when I was thanking like my mom and my dad. And right. I put their initials in there, and I think I put it in the credits too. So nice.
2: It turned yeah. out to be like one of those senior quotes, or it's just initials of your friends because you only get so many. Characters. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Don't want to get them in trouble for anything. It, yeah, right. Yeah, they know who they are. <laughs> so, when you were putting together. Uh, the mockumentary in these books, like like in the mockumentary, you got to interview Lou Nanny. Yeah, I mean, how crazy, I mean, do you, how many moments have you had when you've been doing this stuff? You're like, oh my God, I'm interviewing Lou Nanny. I am inter- get to talk to, you know, XYZ players or XYZ coach. I mean, how does that come about? And then how do you keep cool? Because I know I interview musicians on the radio and sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I get to interview this person like it just sometimes it doesn't seem real what I get to do
0: well it's it's kind of been a little bit of both like for the fighting saints book I really had trouble getting people to talk to me um and I think and I don't think it's that it's anything on them I think they just who's Dan who's this guy he's not like a media guy he's not I've never heard of it I'm just a teacher I'm a nobody you know so and I get that um but (laughs) Louie Okay. Louis, somebody was like it was a twitter thing and i was like oh maybe louie will let me interview him and i i didn't even know if it was really his tag right. but he's like he replied back he's like sure and here's my number and he posted it on twitter and i was like <laughs> so then i reached out to like uh you know the, my contacts at KFan. fan i'm like is this really Louis's number i mean i don't want to because we set up the interview for april 1st so i was thinking the whole right. time i'm like i'm getting I'm getting joked here. Right. Right. And um, but it wasn't. And he was there. He invited me up to his office that overlooked target field. And I'm just like, man, I was so I'm still getting nervous. I get nervous talking to you. I'm not I, I'm not somebody who should be in front of the camera or, you know, I'm, I'm more comfortable behind it and um, and doing the editing and the, the research. So this these kind of things I get worked up for. I, my anxiety goes really, really high. Sure. I'm getting better with the interviews. Um, but, uh, it's not something, I'm really comfortable. <laughs> with. but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, meeting lefty was, just, it was life-changing. Like if he, it, it's a good thing he lives up where he, he's on the opposite end of the cities from me. Sure. Because if he lived, like, if he was my neighbor, we would get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> it's good that he lives because we, I, I would honestly call him a friend at this point because yeah, that's, awesome. it's, been, it's been fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of, it's kind of weird how you're just like one thing leads to another and now you're friends right you even talk to let alone you don't know oh, we hanging and out and just
0: how many people that like i don't even know that are back supporting me like you know like these the, uh, some people from the the david levake from the star tribune like he's been so supportive and and been good for advice for me and he showed up at the the party and we talked and met and just it, you meet some of these people the soda stick guy I'm wearing his shirt right now right. um but they they are supporting me and i i don't know these people so it's just it's just really cool that somebody like me, I'm I'm a misanthrope. I don't I don't I like even at the parade today, I don't like people all that much. You know, I'm kind of you know, I'm I keep my distance. But it Twitter for me and this kind of this thing has kind of made me a little bit more social and and uh it's kinda of, kinda of neat.
2: Yeah. But let's talk about uh you know you brought up Twitter um and that's where where you and I uh hooked up and kind of got to know each other on there. But uh you've got these uh or got this uh pop culture patio which of course <laughs> you know being on the amazing pop culture podcast that really piques my interest um, right tell us a, tell us a little bit about uh, the pop culture patio
0: well so first of all i've my, my wife and i were big harry potter fans and we you know we we went did our honeymoon at harry potter universal okay we're, we're that big of nerds um and a long time ago i just said to her because i'm a foodie and all these scenes in Hogwarts where they show all this food at the Great Hall. And I'm just like, God, I wish I could eat there. That just looks awesome, right? Like, I would just stuff my face in the plate and just go to town, right? Well, like, I don't know, eight or ten years ago, I sent a, a question into Entertainment Weekly, the magazine.
1: Sure.
0: And I said, you know, if you could eat anywhere in, in a fictional pop culture world or drink, where would you, you know, where would it be? Most Tavern? Would it be Cheers? You know, what would, it, what would be your answer? And they printed it right? And I was like, cool. I got, you know, printed in <laughs> entertainment weekly. Well, so last September, I think it was labor day weekend was when it started last year. I'm sitting out on my patio. Cause my patio is my Zen. Like after a week of teaching, right. I need, I need my fire table and I need my, my music. You know, I have a Spotify playlist and I just need to mentally heal a little bit. And so I just threw that same question out on Twitter and boom, like it went and it, it got more attention than anything I do Minnesota sports. Like I showed my wife last night's question and just the interactions and impressions. It gets, it gets way more attention than anything I do. So I was like, well, let's try it again next week. And it just turned into a thing and we called it pop culture patio. Cause that's usually where I am when I'm doing it. <laughs> and um, every week we come up with a new question and my son is a pop culture nerd and he helps me with come up daddy this would be a good question you know and um so it's just a for me people always say oh thank you for doing this I'm like this is selfish <laughs> this is this is for me to just let my mind rest at the end of the week and kind of just zone out and have some fun but I the fact that people appreciate it and enjoy it man I you know it's it's a lot of fun
2: yeah so you're you're becoming a Twitter influencer is what you're doing. It's going <laughs> viral <it>. every week. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I bet you didn't think that was going to happen. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Right. I still,
0: don't. I, I still, I'm, I'm Dan. I'm, I'm a 50 year old chubby teacher. You know, I just, <laughs> I'm a nobody.
2: Yeah. I'm looking at, uh, looking at your Twitter feed now. I'm trying to find, uh, well, there it is last night. So you had 156 comments on there yeah 10 retweets so uh you're doing you're doing a lot better than i do on twitter half the time i think i'm shadow banned so
0: (laughs) well it's fun like i said it's just selfish and i uh, the fact that people enjoy it just makes it that much better right now i do
2: notice like every day you put out like an on this day minnesota history that's the calendar the calamity calendar where do you find this information i mean and it can't
0: be just readily available is there like like a history center? No, I, I, I I've compiled it. Like when, when it started, it was like, so actually the whole calendar of calamity started, there was a super 70 sports tweet that said on this day, 50 years ago, Jim Marshall ran the wrong way. Right. Mm -hmm. We all know that one. Right. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Somebody should really compile a list of all the dates of all the, wait, that kind of sounds like I should do that. Right. So (laughs) I started out just like with every, you know, every playoff loss, every, all the things I could think of the whizinator and just kind of looked up the dates and yep. tried to find them. And, and then, um, and then somebody called me on one Corzo from K fan call. I had the wrong date of the Sam Cassell big balls dance. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and cause I had gotten it from a web page as opposed to using newspapers. So now I use newspapers to, you know, um, if I think of something, Oh yeah, that's, I got to get that on the calendar. Um, I I'll make sure I have a, sourced in a newspaper. If I can't find it, I won't put it on there. Sometimes people suggest things to me like, Hey, is this on the calendar? Should this be on the calendar? And, um, so yeah, it's kind of been like a group effort at this point, but, uh, I have like, I have the whole list on my website.
2: Yeah, today, being September 10th, there's nothing on there. Nothing. <laughs> so, which is amazing. Gophers are <laughs> luckily
0: up by, like, I think 30 right now, but the Twins play today, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, don't even Never get know. started on the Twins.
0: <laughs> me so. neither. I think we agree there.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I, I take it the the Gophers' bowling green debacle
0: of last season, that's got to be on the calendar somewhere, I right? think it is, yeah, because they were, like, 18-and-a-half-point favorites or something, yeah. if I remember right. The spread. The, Yeah, like today's spread was like thirty-seven and so was last week So it's like it's not gonna happen with the Gophers. Right. So what
2: what's one of your favorite uh or non-favorite uh sports embarrassing moments uh for Minnesota? I mean it's there's a lot to choose from and maybe I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but yeah um if there you know if there's one that comes to mind. I mean for me it's always the Gary Anderson field that he missed in ninety eight. So
0: Well that one um I kind of take blame for that one because (laughs) I remember, I mean, we didn't have cell phones back then. We had like, I had a rotary phone. Right. Right. And I remember joking all week with my friends, being a smart Alec, you know, saying, wouldn't it be funny if Gary Anderson missed the field goal this weekend? (laughs) And everybody's like, you better shut up. You better not say stuff like that. And back then I wasn't very superstitious. Now I don't (laughs) say things like that anymore. Um, but, my when he missed that field goal, my my phone started ringing off the hook. My friends like you. This is all your fault, right, you know. Right. Um, gosh, I love the Joe Negro one. Um, where the you know the, oh, sandpaper, the sandpaper that's one of my yeah, favorite classic. I, I love that you know he's going like this and right. he drops it and and then when he goes on Letterman, he says, "Do I look like a doctor?" You know, that's right. just one of my favorite lines. I love that line. Um, the funnier ones. The Wizinator's is obviously a good yeah. one.
2: Yeah, for people who don't know what the Wizinator story, you got to look. I mean, you can't make it up. I mean, prosthetic penis. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the bad. original Wizinator. Yeah. Uh, it's somewhere in Mankato. They have it in a bar in Mankato somewhere. It's like in encased. Oh, geez. in glass. Like somebody bought it.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's just a lot. I mean, Norm Green moving the team. I mean, like I didn't know when I, after watching your mockumentary, I either I didn't know or I didn't remember about the the Met Center piece of it or Yeah. You know, he just wasn't getting the upgrades he needs and that's why the guns sold it to him because they weren't getting the upgrade they right. needed and then And most
0: people forget that. They want I mean, yeah, Norm Green what wasn't a great dude. He seems like he was kind of a jerk, but it really wasn't his fault. If if you look back in the history, I think it goes back to when the when they first built Met Center that there's a stipulation in the Bloomington City ordinances that said no pu- no public entity can own property on bloomington land or something like that so with the minute they built it they had to turn it over to the sports commission they built it and paid for them themselves and then they had to turn it over for free and then they had to pay rent in the building that they paid for yeah and that right there was the beginning of the end for the north stars yeah you can blame Norm all you want, but that's, it's, that's just the way it was.
2: Right. I remember when Dallas won the cup after they moved and uh, me and my high school friends, I think we were seniors in high school that year. It was, I think it was 96, if I'm not mistaken.
0: 97 we, is what I want to say, but I could be wrong.
2: Yeah. It was right around that time, but we, we yeah. took credit for it.
0: Of course,
1: yeah. you know, we're like, yeah, that's <laughs> our
2: cup. You know, let's go tip some cars over somewhere. <laughs> you
0: know?
2: Right. So, but yeah. And then, and now we got the wild and. They're starting their own story of disappointment. So, right, right. <laughs> so it seems like the only teams we have that don't disappoint us on a regular basis are the women's sports. You know, you got the soccer right. the women's soccer team, the women's hockey team, uh the women's football team, the women's basketball team. I mean they're all that those are the ones that are at least for the time being, those are the ones we have to Hang our hat ons for championship. Well, and
0: right? that's why the Fighting Saints story is because they won every year. They were competitive every year, and the, all the antics and craziness, and the connection to slapshot. That's why it kind of fits in with the brand that it was so heartbreaking that they they folded. You know, right. it was just such a fun team. You know,
2: yeah, that's awesome. Well, Dan, uh thanks for coming on to the uh pop culture podcast, uh, the amazing pop culture podcast. I almost forgot the name of the, the freaking podcast. <laughs> I'm on Jesus. <laughs> Maybe I do need tags. Who knows? Uh, tell everyone where we can get your your books. Uh, the new one, uh, "Slapshot in Time" and "History of Heartbreak."
0: History of Heartbreak you can probably get at most anywhere books are sold, but it's also available on Amazon. The slapshot book, the slapshot in time, is available on the Star Tribune shop, and it's available on uh, Amazon as well.
2: Awesome. Well, thanks, Dan, very much, and uh, we look forward to more calendar of calamity stories coming up oh give us your uh your twitter handle really quick so Uh, at winnesota
0: w-h-e-n-e-s-o-t-a awesome and that's your instagram and facebook as well
2: awesome all right amazing friends get on twitter right now and uh follow dan and you too can follow along in our heartbreak here in minnesota
1: thank you friends and until next time you've just enjoyed the amazing pop culture podcast Thank you for listening to The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere find podcasts are found. Please leave a rating
0: and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture Merge. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.